What's up? I'm Ben Hale, and this is the Easy Living Yards podcast. Creating a beautiful yard should be easy. Let's jump in and create the dream yard you deserve so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. Welcome to episode 84 of the Easy Living Cards podcast. Today's going to be a little bit of a different show today. We're going to be a little bit more fluid, a little more freeform. I figured you guys would love to hear an update on how our yard's doing. Uh, what does a new garden bed look like nine months in? So we just created a beautiful redesign of our front yard uh, at the end of the year uh, in 2018. And so now our garden bed is about nine months old. That's right here in September. So that means we did wrap up our design uh, right at the end of the year in December. And so I wanted to share with you what you guys can expect if you're ready to transform part of your yard or your whole yard. What do things look like? What? How does it look what, do you, what work do you have to do? All sorts of stuff like that. So I wanted to jump in today and share a little bit of a personal story about how tr- transforming your yard looks and what to expect. Okay, so before we jump into that, I just wanted to share with you guys how much I appreciate you listening to me here at the Easy Living Yards podcast. I get a lot of energy out of hearing from you guys and and whether or not what I'm doing here makes a difference. So thank you for guys, <laughs> thank you guys for sharing uh, your appreciation for the show. And so if you have any questions, I would love to help you. So all you need to do, if you have a question, this is a free thing. All you do is you go over to easylivingyards.com slash pod, easylivingyards.com slash pod, and right at the top of the page, there's a button to ask a question. You can ask me a question. I'll do the best I can to help you out to figure out what your burning question is and, and what we can do about it in a in hopefully an easy way that gets you results. Okay. So let's jump into today's show. I just wanted to be kind of a short show today, hopefully. Um, You never know, right? Um, And and really just kind of run through some of the things we've experienced with our yard. Things we like, things we don't, things that have really worked out, things that maybe haven't. And and to really give you a feel for, for what to expect with a new garden once you've established it. Okay, so we've got a garden bed. It's nine months old, right? So it's gone through most of the year already. We tried to design our yard, our front yard garden bed. So this isn't our whole front yard. This is just a start. We had time and the money to do one project, and we decided to do one of the most impactful projects that you can do, which is to transform the foundation planting, the front entry garden of your house, your home. Okay, it's the most noticeable spot for landscaping. It's also the most impactful for you and your visitors. So that's why we started there was for us. We really wanted to make that positive change and to kind of, you know, in a way, a foundation planting is like a painting for the front of your house. Okay, it really makes a difference when you put a a painting on the wall, right? An empty room, even just a painting makes a difference, right? So that's kind of what 
a, a front entry garden bed does. And so that's where we started. And yes, we're going to continue with new projects. Unfortunately, this year did not work out with, with getting to the next project. And that's okay. That's part of the learning, right, guys? That's part of what I teach here is this stuff takes time. And so you take it out in sizable chunks, chunks that you can tackle that don't overwhelm you. Okay. So that's part of it, right? Is that's part of the avoiding the overwhelm is take sizable pieces and tackle them when you can, both based on your time, your availability, uh, and your, and what you can afford as well. Cause let's face it. Sometimes landscaping can be expensive. Some of these changes can be expensive, but, but when you bite it off and tackle it bit by bit, you can make a big difference. And so that's what we did. We did our front entry garden. And here were our design goals. First, we wanted to add beauty to our home. We didn't have any landscaping at all, essentially. There was essentially a a whole expansive lawn across our front yard. And there was a remnant planting, remnant landscape planting at our front entry. There were some old overgrown yew bushes. You couldn't hardly even walk into the front uh front uh, porch and front door uh, from the sidewalk because the obstruction of the yew bushes. So you almost had to walk on the, the lawn to the right of where you were supposed to walk. Um, the So we wanted to beautify the front of the house. We wanted to reduce the amount of maintenance because those yew bushes came out and in place we didn't really put much. And so we had a lot of weed problems. Uh, we wanted to benefit wildlife. So that was kind of a, you know, a secondary goal. Oh yeah, one more primary goal was to improve access to our home as well. We had this tiny little restrictive front walkway. You probably know what I'm talking about because 90% of us have this like too narrow walkway going into our front front door. And what it does is it really um, visually and kind of um, subtly uh, restricts access to our home. So it's a, a not welcoming uh, design. And so unwelcoming design, I guess is the right word, right? So so what we did is we wanted to improve that access. So again, to as far as secondary benefits go, we wanted to benefit wildlife. So we wanted to actually attract uh, pollinators to our front garden. We wanted to attract little birds that maybe eat the seeds, right? Uh, we wanted to welcome that into our landscape and to feel like we're making a positive impact on the world around us as well with our beautiful garden, okay? Uh, we also wanted to educate our children. We wanted stuff in our garden that our children could interact with and to um, feel like they're, they can be part of it, that it's a safe place for them. So yes, it's a beautiful garden bed. Right now I am a little timid with them, like stepping on stuff and pulling it out, right? But, but they still get to kind of just trample around in our garden a little bit, pick stuff um, and that sort of thing, and to learn about it as well. Learn about what's a seed, what's a flower, um, about insects that visit it, about birds that visit it. So it's an educational opportunity. We also wanted it to be an affordable design for two reasons. One, we didn't want to break the bank on it, right? (laughs) Uh, Secondly, we also wanted to uh, make this design something that can showcase how you can do this too uh, in an affordable way that can really look beautiful. So that was a secondary goal as well. And likewise, that kind of segues into my last goal, which is we wanted this to be a demonstration of garden. We want it to be a demonstration to you 
and to everybody who comes to our garden to see that you can do this. You can create a beautiful garden. It doesn't take a lot of work, and it, and it adds so much beauty and, and actual monetary value to your home as well. So those were our goals for the garden. So how did we really stack up to that? Well, let's talk about some of the details of the design and and how long it take, how, how much investment it took, and then we'll start to shake out um, how successful we were as well. And, you know, of course, that's an ongoing thing, right? So as far as the design goes, what's our design actually look like? How much space did it take up? That sort of thing. I don't remember off the top of my head. I forgot to look this up before I hit the record button, but... Um, how much square footage the design actually is but it's it's a decent sized design um across our house we're talking maybe uh about oh goodness um (laughs) it's been too long since i did the design I i should know these numbers off the top of my head um it's probably about maybe 30 foot wide across the front of our home and a little bit out to the side of it on the right and it comes out about um 10 feet or so from the base of the house and then along the walkway as well for another curvy 25 feet or so. So it's a sizable little garden. Nothing substantial, nothing major, nothing huge, um, but it did take a decent amount of work to to establish and and a decent amount of plants as well to establish. So we're talking a little bit, right? Um, So the design style, uh, I used a curvilinear design, which basically means, you know, you see like um, some of those gardens out there, maybe you have one, it's like got wavy edges, um, kind of more free flowing, not a super formal structured design. Um, and so I, I kind of used a, an organic looking feel to the garden through a curvilinear design. And so really most of the arcs are some form of a circle, uh, that are interconnecting with each other. So, um, it really kind of, smooths out some of the hard edges of the home and and kind of brings it into the landscape and that's kind of what i was going for there we also um we replaced the front entry walk so that was a big chunk of the project uh work wise and also cost wise as well but it was very important to me to improve that access to our home and so that was something we did we invested in that and really the outcome was pretty amazing we wanted um, a variety of plants in the design, and we, uh, it's primarily me, but my wife had a certain level of input, especially veto power, um, but I did most of the design. But we had 12 different plants. Uh, most of them were native, so we had 10 native plants, um, two non-natives, but that were non-invasive plants as well, was important to me. Um, we had uh, mostly dense plantings, um, now for the mature size right now they're pretty young plants and so there's a lot of gaps in between them but as they grow they will fill in pretty full Um, but and that was something important from a low maintenance standpoint but also a stylistic standpoint um, as well as something i was going for and we also planned for year-round interest so we wanted something that looked great in spring of course looked great in summer um, and then also had some nice pops of fall and, and but also uh, for winter interest as well. And so that was important for us. Okay, now what about timing? So the the timing of the project 
uh, it was pretty decent. Um, the design process, this is important, guys. The design process, to come up with the design, something we, we both really liked. Uh, and we, our kids are kind of too young to seek input or whatever. Um, but uh, my wife and I, we, we liked the design. We thought through some of the different versions that I came up with and what, what looked nice, what didn't. And um, yes, I can make a, a design that doesn't look nice still. <laughs> um, uh and came up with something we both liked and that process to to figure out the structure of the garden um to, you know clarifying what we wanted uh what we needed um what what scale of change we were going to make and then start getting into so this is a, a snapshot of the whole design process guys this is important stuff so after that we figured out what are some of the physical layouts of the garden bed we wanted? And then moving on, what are the the general structure of plants that we want in the garden? And followed up with what specific plants are we going to plant? What quantities do we need? Then starting to get cost estimates and, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of the whole process of the design. That process took about two months of working in evenings here and there and on weekends as well here and there. Um, and mind you, this is with making a priority to spend time with our kids first, do things with our kids, and finding those pockets of time where we can do some of this stuff. So that's kind of the caveat here. So two months of filling in the pockets. The installation process took about three months. I did a pretty extensive removal of some of the sod in the place. That was a choice I made due to some persistent weed issues in the garden area. Um, and so... Uh, so yeah, that was a big chunk. Also a big chunk was preparing the new walkway and removing the old one first um, was a sizable amount of work. So that's something to consider in the design here. But again, this is working on weekends, uh, evenings as well, and that sort of thing. Okay, so what are the results? Well, first we have color color whoo like that is a big thing is is this year we don't have big mature uh perennial garden plants or anything like that but we do have colorful plants that seem to be pretty happy in the space and they're starting to fill out starting to grow this year and so that was really the test for this year is what made it through the winter and what kind of can actually start growing and doesn't look too unhappy in the space we have. And so that was the big test for this year. And most of the plants passed with flying colors, <laughs> literally speaking. Um, and uh, so we have beautiful um, hues of pinks and purples and yellows popping through our garden. Uh, those are the most of the, mostly the colors that I chose for our garden design theme. Um, we have some young, small, and sparse plants. So it's, you know, kind of here and there, but we've got beautiful plants there. Uh, and we have some nice texture as well with some grasses um, that really come through. We've noticed immediate improvement with our garden. Um, so pretty happy about that and um, uh, pretty satisfied so far. So immediate improvement over what we previously had there, especially with the walkway. The walkway really gives it a, <laughs> I don't want to downplay the garden. That sounded not cool. Uh, not especially, but also with the walkway. There we go. Also with the walkway, um, 
we we really have what we did with the walkway a premium look um, and improved access as well so we we improved the function of our home significantly just by changing our walkway also uh, i improved the beauty of our home through this hardscape element so what we did is we put in a stamped concrete walkway um, and like with a flagstone pattern looks really beautiful um, and really improves the look of our home and it also makes our driveway look a lot uglier now <laughs> um, so we do have some losses we've had um, some plants that didn't make it i had one primary accent plant which is a shrub uh, it's a, a chartreuse colored uh, plant called nine bark um, you might have heard of nine bark it's sold popularly at uh, uh, big box stores as a burgundy colored plant and so it's been bred to have different colors of leaves it is a native derived plant uh, that's been bred into cultivars uh, so the the cultivar we chose was a chartreuse plant that really makes the center of our home pop and it didn't make it through the winter so uh, we had to replace that it was expensive and that's the the reality here guys is is plant warranties can be difficult because it's really hard for a nursery to guarantee the success of a plant so if you're buying a lot of plants, check out the warranties at the nurseries uh, to to get the best you can. Um, the the nursery we worked through with our nine bark plant uh, covered 50% of the cost of the plant, which was really nice. But we did have to cover shipping because we bought it online, which is very expensive as well. So just consider... Uh, what you're getting into when you purchase a sizable amount of plants and whether or not the company you're working with will stand behind those plants. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we've had that and a few smaller losses as well. Nothing substantial. It's always expected that you're going to lose some plants. And so the, the, the real question is, is the loss due to the poor performance of the plant that you purchased or is it due to just the plant didn't really thrive in your landscape and so for the nine bark we did seek a replacement under warranty because we we did the best we could to uh, put this plant in the ground it was shipped uh, via bare root um, we got it in the ground as quickly as we could um, and in the spring we actually had some leaf out but then it just kind of fizzled out and so it really seemed we did the best we could to uh, get a good plant established and never really saw a successful outcome of that plant and so we thought that um, or I thought that was uh, uh, you know a, a reasonable cause to seek a, uh, a replacement under warranty. Okay, so we've had some losses, but nothing major. It is expected, so I want to give you that expectation. Uh, you know, we had, um, goodness, I'm trying to think of how many individual plants we had. Um, it was a lot. Um, a lot of repetition of smaller plants. Uh, you know, I think we have less than 100 plants that we put in, um, but that adds up quickly, right? And so out of those, uh, maybe let's just call it 50. Uh, out of 50 plants, we probably had about five losses. So that's not too bad. It's about 10% loss, right? Uh, and um, with those smaller perennials, uh, you can kind of go ahead and replace some of those pretty easily, and it's not going to get dent your pocketbook too bad. We've had some weeds uh, that have come through, much, much less than before. And um, a couple of annual weeds here and there that seem to pop in. Um, 
on top of the mulch, a couple um, younger perennial weeds. We've had a few dandelions, a few bits of crabgrass. Um, we've stayed on top of it, and it seems to have taken care or gotten taken care of pretty well. Um, so it's nothing major that has taken a sizable amount of time. It's more like walking past the walkway, we see a weed, we kind of pull it out real quick uh, before it really gets hold, um, which has been pretty easy. I had a few maple seedlings pop up here and there with maple seeds dropping into the garden. Um, the The toughest has been uh, recently we've had some morning morning glory vines that have popped through, and they've started to cause a few, I, I wouldn't say problems here and there. Morning glories can actually be beautiful in their own right, but they, you know, they kind of can strangle uh, some of your plants and that sort of thing. So we've been trying to stay on top of that. And they've been a bit persistent, but hopefully we can tackle that as it as it comes along. So kind of basically every week or two, I kind of pop in there real quick and pull out maybe five morning glory vines. Uh, that pretty easy to pull out. And um, the toughest thing is trying to keep my kids from walking through the garden bed too much when I do that. Um, so yeah, there there is some weed pressure, but it's much, much less. We had a, a persistent weed issue, with especially with wild garlic in our previous garden bed and that seems to have been taken care of pretty well. I don't want to jinx us because those guys are tough little buggers that um, are tough to, to handle. So we'll see. So over time, this garden bed will look better. It will look much better. We'll be much happier with it um, as it starts to fill out. Um, the one thing I'm going to look for is I planted a plant called mountain mint and it it has a tendency to to be a little too happy in gardens sometimes and kind of take over so i may need to manage some of that as it fills in i wanted it to fill in some of the space but i'm actually surprised at how quickly it has done so so we'll see um you know if if i'll need to manage it or not or maybe it'll need to eventually come out and go into a different spot of our yard uh, to to be a little bit happier and a little bit freer we'll see so for now um it does look really pretty it's a uh, it has these beautiful, like, dusty green-looking flowers. Um, so it's their flowers are very. They look like modified leaves, where where a confectioner's sugar kind of is just sprinkled on top. It's kind of what the flowers look like. Um, but they give this beautiful dusty white look to the garden uh, in late summer, and they just are a pollinator magnet. Uh, and so it's been fun watching the insects kind of buzz around them and have fun. Um, so anyway, we'll keep, we'll keep, uh, seeing how it's doing, but overall we are very, very happy with our investment of time and money. And so for our investment of time, I told you about that, the money, the, this garden bed took about $2,000 to, to design and install. And of course the design is essentially free, right? For, for, for us, but, um, the installation about half of that was the, the walkway, and about half of that was the planting. And so um, that's something for you to consider as you look into creating a garden bed. The costs may be different uh, for you. What I did is I really kept costs in mind as I was designing this garden. I wanted it to be affordable. And really, we passed with flying colors. Now, the caveat here is we did some division of some of the plants to to kind of you know spread them out a little bit more. So we had a perennial grass called prairie drop seed that i planted and it looks beautiful but this the plants are super small right now because we divided them uh, as we planted them so uh, one pot 
made three plants once we divided the root balls uh, and so with a lot of perennials what you can do is you can look up whether or not these plants can propagate by, by division and you'll be able to read online whether or not that's the case and so we did that with some of our plants uh, the prairie drop seed the echinacea that we planted so go ahead if you're looking to cut costs you can do that you will start out with a smaller plant so it won't look as full and happy uh, at the beginning but over time it will fill in and so um, that's a great way to save costs, great little tip there, uh, and really cut down the costs on our design. And um, and it's made us pretty happy so far. Um, also, if you just start smaller, we have some arbor variety trees that we purchased uh, as well as to frame our home. And uh, those we bought pretty small, but we bought some good quality ones over the cheaper um box store ones uh, that you can also get that maybe aren't as good quality. So we decided to go for quality and smaller um, and younger, and we'll see how they do. Uh, but that also caught some significant cost, cut some significant costs as well, even though right now they're only about a foot and a half tall. <laughs> so they look really tiny. Um, so that's the trade-off, right? Is, is you decide whether you want the beauty now and you pay for it, or you you decide you want to invest in beauty on the long term and save costs at the same time. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up here. So uh, this has been a fun show for me. I do enjoy looking at the success of our garden. Sometimes I forget about that. And um, so it's it's good for me to sit here and, and talk about it a little bit. Uh, hopefully I don't sound too uh, self-centered or selfish. I mean it more in, in the fact that... Um, I, I sometimes forget it how how much of a, a wonderful job we've done with it, and, and it's really added to the enjoyment in our life and this, the feeling of satisfaction as well, looking at this successful garden that we've put in, and I hope you can do the same with your yard too. So again, guys, all I want to share today is, as far as links go, is if you want to, for one, uh, I have notes on today's show, so if you want to just kind of see like a, a quick um, bulleted outline of of today's show, you can go over to easylivingyards.com slash episode 84. That's easylivingyards.com slash episode 84, and uh, there you'll see all the show notes and all, as well as a link where you can ask me a question. So if you guys have any questions on getting started with your yard and really making a positive change in your life through your yard, getting that satisfaction of a beautiful garden bed and to really make it where it's low maintenance, you can leave it be and it can really provide you a lot of pride in all those those goals that you have with your garden as well. If you're ready to do that and you're just wondering where to get started, go ahead and ask me a question. I'll be happy to help. So go over to easylivingyards.com slash pod, easylivingyards.com slash pod. And along with all of the episodes of the show here, um, you'll also find at the top of that page a button to ask me a question. So go ahead and ask me a question. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get in touch. Let's make a positive change in your landscape. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.